0: Hey guys, uh, welcome to Cards Coast to Coast. This is Melissa Sanova and I'm here with Hillary and Jamie. We're going to be talking about what is going on in our world right now. And right now at this recording, we are in the middle of the Black Lives Matters protest. Um, it's, what month is it? June <laughs> of 2020. We're also smack in the middle of a quarantine. So shit's gotten weird, but, um, one of the reasons we wanted to record is because like the title of this episode says, what can three white women do? Right. And there's a comedian that I love named Jackie Cation. She's from Wisconsin. She's amazing. And she has a bit in which she goes on stage and she's like, you know, look at me. My job as a middle-aged white woman is to talk to the manager. Right. And she talks about an incident where an older white man was using racial slurs at a black kid who was working in a store, and she got between them. Physically, she entered the situation verbally, um, uh, and she basically protected the kid, acted as a meat shield for this kid, and um, put herself in between uh, the the kid, the black kid, and the the harm, right? And her point is that as a middle-aged white woman um, who can pretty much, I mean, we've got free reign to do whatever the fuck we want in this country, right? We can yell at policemen, as we saw uh, at, on a couple Capitol buildings in Minnesota. We can put our fingers in people's faces, and we need to use that power for good that, that um, somehow um, if we are allowed to be places and to say things, then we need to to put our bodies on the gears of the machine so the, the machine stops moving, you know? So in that vein, and um, big ups to Jackie Cation because she's a genius, um, we're talking about ways that three middle-aged white women in the tarot community can help the black community so we're not trying in this episode um to be the voice of this movement because that's that ain't our job that's not our job our job is to amplify black voices in our field so that um they have more exposure so that their important work reaches more people and so that the hashtag tarot so white which is fucking true y'all um doesn't have to exist anymore, right? so um what we're going to be talking about is um three things today <clears throat> we're going to talk about how to educate yourself and some resources that you can find to educate yourself on race, on responsibilities of white folks um, in this conversation. Um, We're going to talk about resources and artists and creators um, in the tarot world that are black. And then we're going to talk a little bit about um, how to stay in your lane when you're protesting and when you're taking action. Because I know you don't want to see my busted asthmatic ass out on the side of the highway protesting. It would be very sad. And, um, but there are things that I can do. So we're going to talk about a couple of those. So ladies, care to join me? Um, The first thing I want to talk about is uh, what can we do? Our middle-aged white asses. What can we do?
1: Amazingly, to me, there's a lot. Right now, education, self-education is the most important thing that I can as a middle-aged white chick can do right now. And so kind of starting last year I started pulling up resources, books mostly because I'm a book junkie. And I read the first book I read was white fragility by Robin DiAngelo and to me I think it is a wonderful book to start in on the conversation of race and black lives matter because it points out the things that we as middle-aged white women have been doing or not doing and how we allow our emotional input and our emotional state to get in the way of trying to be a good ally. So after reading that book, I stepped up a little bit and I started conversations, uncomfortable conversations, with various friends, white and black and brown. And yeah, I'm going to trip over a lot of things. I know I'm still tripping over it. However, it's important to talk about it because if we don't talk about it, nothing's going to change. Ideas are seeds that that get implanted in brains. And we need to have these uncomfortable conversations. We need to say things like the quote unquote, all lives matter movement is bullshit. We can't say that shit. We cannot say that, that is bullshit. So stop saying that number one, call that shit out. There are other good books like So You Want to Talk About Race and a bunch of more. I mean, I've been tweeting out books like crazy. I've been buying these books for my friends just so that we can all be on the same level and educate each other because black lives do matter.
2: I also wanted to add in, um, especially what Jamie was saying, like you're going to stumble. Like, we are like when we were talking originally about recording this episode, um, we all wanted to be really careful because we are three white women um, about this episode and doing the right thing. But at the same time, like, you can't stop yourself um, or not do anything or be inactive because you're afraid. Of stumbling or you're afraid of doing the wrong thing Um, I I see this all the time like bringing it back to tarot as I always do Um, there are so many uh, people that are beginning their tarot studies and that they're so afraid of getting it wrong and doing it wrong that they don't take action at all and at this point with this topic that's just not okay anymore like, we have to be willing to be wrong sometimes. We have to be willing to stumble in order to, you know, do the right thing. You know, I, I, I know so many people are just like, well, you know, Star Wars, like, I would totally be a member of the rebellion. I would totally be this. And it's just like, okay, well, first of all, um, the fandom on that, it can be incredibly sexist and incredibly racist as well. So let's talk about that um and if you are going to be on the side of the rebellion now's the fucking time <laughs> so
0: yeah the i wanted to really has been invaded by uh by death eaters uh dolores umbridge is in charge like this is the time <laughs> to like now, now
2: now now now's the time um yeah. so i really wanted to address that portion of it because of course i had that fear as well like you know, is it really our place? And it's just like, well, fuck yeah. You know, it is our place. In fact, it's our, it's, it's our duty to use our privilege to boost the voices of the people that are being silenced right now. And, and, you know, the whole concept of like, all lives matter, blue lives matter. It's just like, I have family in law enforcement I am married into family with law enforcement in it. And it's just like you can have family members that are in law enforcement and also be deeply, deeply concerned about abuse of power. Like there, there can be, you can hold conflicting ideas in your head at the same time. Like we are quite capable of that. Um, so like, that's not an excuse, you know, no matter how good your excuses feel like or seem to be right now, Um, it's, it's simply not enough to not be racist anymore. You have to be actively, loudly anti-racist. Like, that's just the bottom line. Um, but, but the thing about education is, and educating ourselves, one, it is not a black person's job to do that. Like, and if you're going to ask them to do that, fucking pay them. Like, pay them for their time and their expertise then. Don't expect them to do emotional labor or you know educating you for free like that's not okay um but second of all you can only educate the people who are willing to be educated you can only meet them where they're ready to be met or where they're at so um you know i'm i'm not going to try and sway a racist <laughs> to be not racist that is too big of a job for any one person um but if you feel that you can make a difference by having this conversation, you feel that that person's ready to hear that message, ready to be educated then by all means do it. All right, I'm going to shut up now.
0: <laughs> that's all right. This is, you know, and it's funny and I think that that's an important part of what white people have to get comfortable with is how uncomfortable it is. Cuz like you, I mean my dad's a cop, right? And I grew up around police officers, but I I can separate those two things in my head. I can separate the fact that my dad is a good man who worked in the community and did good things. And actually one of the people that he arrested, like saw me at a party 10 years later and said, your dad arrested me. And I was like, ah, shit. And he said, he drove me around for an hour and talked to me about the bad choices I was making before he delivered me to my mother. And that kind of, investment in the community is what we want from our police officers it's what we respect what we expect and it's what we deserve we deserve every police officer to be like my father but the fact is is that every police officer is not and that is our problem so my dad's retired and can no longer you know he's in his 70s can no longer drive around helping people change their lives but that's the kind of person that we want to be wearing that badge and doing that work because then we all feel safe, not just that kid, you know? So it is complex. It is complicated. And one of the important things that we as meat shields can do is speak to the thing that we know the best and make sure that our community, our tarot community is as diverse as the world we live in. Because there is a hashtag tarot so white, and they're not wrong. Because the traditional tarot decks came from Europe, and all the people who had printing presses were white, and all of the artists who got money were white, and all of the publishing companies were white, and so all of our decks were white. And when I wrote, and let's not forget straight, Happy Pride, they were all straight and white. And when I wrote Kitchen Table Tarot, it was Shit, six years ago now. Six years ago, it took me forever to find a list of, I think, 12 decks that featured black folks and people of color. It was so difficult to do that. And I'm talking like, I included a deck, I think, that has one black person. I was like, oh, thank God, found one, you know. Um, there's the Crystal Unicorn Tarot that is by our friend Pamela, and it has two people in it and one of them's black. I wanna see effort like the Crystal Unicorn Tarot. That's what I'm looking for now. So the tarot decks and, the, and have started to become representative of the community we live in, but it is like literally in the last five years. Do you guys find that? Like uh, Joanna Powell Colbert had a deck, the guy in tarot, that is older. And there are literally a handful of others that did. But it's starting to become, if I get a deck and I flip through it and it's all white people, I put it back in the box and I give it away. I don't even touch it. So that is a thing that is in our community that's just started shifting in the last five years. I don't review decks. I don't like anything that comes to me that reflects the tarot of who we used to think we were Mm. does not get time on my platform. So what the, what we want to do with the rest of our time here today is lift up black artists, black authors, people who've made tarot decks. Um, And we're going to miss some, but we're going to put all of these in the show notes, right? Um, I think the first one that I want to talk about is Courtney Alexander um, and it's the Dust to Onyx Tarot and this deck is physically beautiful it's a collage deck I think the King of Cups um, she has uh, the eyes of Tupac on like with the crown and it's just it's very soulful. Um, but this deck represents the african and i'm going to say this word wrong diaspora diaspora
2: diaspora i think yeah yeah
0: that's a hard word so we're gonna but it represents that um that region and that culture and it's absolutely beautiful all of the faces in it are from that area and it i think for some reason the cardstock and it has gold leafy in it's it feels good in your hands. It feels a, like a very uh, sacred deck, a very holy deck. Um, but the Dust to Onyx Tarot, I think, is a very important deck. The other one I want to talk about is called the Melanated Tarot, which came out last year. The creators, Ubria, O U B R I A, you can find them on Instagram, and it's the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, except everybody's black. And I think I just purchased my fourth copy of this deck because I keep buying it and giving it to students <clears throat> and um, supporting the, the artist in that way. Um, but it's called the Melanated Tarot. Um, it's a solid deck. One of the things, the reason I listed those decks in Kitchen Table Tarot is because I was like, grab any white tarot deck you can find that's based on the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. And then when you've learned the basics, find one that's representative well you don't have to do that anymore as of 2019 you can buy the melanated tarot which is exactly to the writer waite smith tradition and start with a deck that looks like you and ain't that some shit in 2019
2: it's so great and also so frustrating
0: at the I'm same, like, same, same time so excited about this fuck yeah so those are the two decks that i um, think or write. And then I wanted to talk about this hashtag you can find on Twitter, um, and it's the QTPOC, and it's by Asali Earthworks, and Asali has this list, um, and it's not um, limited to black creators or decks, it's also queer folks and people of color that are included under this QTPOC hashtag. And Asali has put in some work. I interviewed her on my um, on my website a while ago, and we've been friends on Twitter as long as I've been on Twitter. And it's a really wonderful resource to find decks that look like you, find creators that look like you, find work even if they don't look like you that look like the world around you. You know, mm-hmm. um, which I think is something that's really important to tarot. So those are my three recommendations. I'm going to turn it over. I don't know. You guys arm wrestle over who goes next.
1: Oh, oh.
2: Do, do, um, do. <laughs> well, I wanted to shout out a tarot of the Moors by Gina Thies. Um, and Gina, I think it's Gina Thies. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so yeah. sorry if I get that wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Gina Thies. Um, and Gina Thies is a wonderful, wonderful tarot reader um and and tarot book author as well i believe how many books does she have now i think it i think it might be only the the tarot relationships book that she has i think yeah, tarot coupling tarot coupling thank you very yeah. much cuz it's, it's, it's my a copy of book. it is in the other room right now but it's it's so awesome and it has all of the um astrological like um for the minor arcana, the astrological associations with the minor arcana cards and then how they relate to each other and everything. It's just like, I'm like, I I don't think I'm necessarily smart enough to, um, to read this book because it's just so in depth and like awesome and how, how people relate to each other and then like you bring tarot into it and you bring astrology into it and it's just like Gina like oh my god (laughs) such a great book and it it really helped me with um um doing relationship readings which I really really don't like to do (laughs) like it's not it's not one of my favorite um, things to read on with the tarot, but that particular book has been super, super helpful with that. So thank you, Gina Thies. Um, and also her Tarot of the Moors, which I think came out, did it come out last year or the year before? I cannot remember.
1: I can't remember either. Maybe 2018? I, twi-
2: I think it might've been I think it might've been like the end of 2018, but yeah, that's, um, that's the deck that I would recommend because, Melissa covered all the ones that I wanted to point out already, but like, I'm so happy (laughs) that there's more, you know, and the people just keep on creating more decks for, for, for black people. Like, oh my goodness, the hashtag tarot. So white, it really is very, very true. And you know, what I say all the time when I'm teaching tarot um, and I'm working with my clients, like, when you look at a tarot deck, you want your life reflected in those images on the tarot deck. And if your life is not reflected in those images, the reading's not probably not going to be that great. So imagine, you know, reading for someone and they're just like, this is, this is not my life. You know, like they're,
0: and I think that's, that's a really important part because that's part of white supremacy. Those microaggressions Of seeing photos of white Jesus, even though he's from the Middle East, seeing everyone in tarot and um, is white, seeing uh, having band aids that are skin toned that don't match. Um, Like these are things that we have to. I don't know the first time I noticed things like this. I'm pretty sure I was in my 40s because they were so much a part of my normal that it never occurred to me what that would feel like if I weren't a white person. So that's part of educating ourselves is that we have to look at things and see that whiteness has been used as the baseline. And it's just fucked up. And the more you think about it, the more you're like pantyhose, and you know, like it just—it's just everywhere. Crayola crayon. Yeah, and it's like you can't stop noticing it. And once you start noticing it, I think you become more attuned to all of these microaggressions that are rooted in white supremacy. Absolutely. And I think it's—it's it's inherent. Here she is preaching again. I think it's inherent to each of us to start talking when that happens you know, and one of the things that, that we as tarot professionals can do is be really goddamn loud in our own profession about how this is not okay, and so the thing that I started doing a while ago is I um, will not review a deck if it's not diverse, I won't put it on my, on my thing. I used to have a thing where I was like, diversity, it was okay, eh, eh, which was kind of a cop-out, I'm not going to lie. I didn't feel comfortable having that kind of like, I don't want to feelings and maybe they're Nordic and it's just whatever. But I think it's a responsibility that, um, that we have now we have a responsibility uh, to promote those things that look like the world around us. So I'm going to stop being such a chicken shit. That is my pledge. But um, Jamie, what are a few, did we talk about V Jamie? You going to talk about V? I yeah, was gonna I'd just to. say that. <laughs> I, throw, I was just I, gonna yeah. like ah! so I would love to talk, talk about
1: some of our our readers. I mean, my my library is kind of pitiful when it comes to black and brown people. I've got decks that have small diversity. But I am growing and I'm learning. Again, you know, this is something I am taking upon myself to be better at. One of my favorite resources is um put out by Amanda Michelle Jones, who uses the pronouns she and they, and their offering is Brown Girl Tarot Library. Amanda Michelle created a library of decks that are created by Blacks as well as people of color to showcase Blacks and people of color decks, and these range from like my pitiful offering of you know the Triple Goddess with its five to X. cards that show some people of color, to the Dust to Onyx, to the Melanated Tarot, to all these other beautiful enriched decks that are celebrated by the Black community and Black readers. And it's my entry point into trying to find other places and other people to support of the marginalized communities. And on top of that, most of the people I know in our tarot community are the readers like Gina Thies, Gina Jean, and one of our favorites, V. She runs the Red Light Tarot, and she's also kind of known as the, um, your tarot BFF these days, and she is fanatic when it comes to tarot and oracle and astrology, and she has got some of the most fucking creative ass shit coming out these days. It's so she, incredible. She posts everywhere, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, and she's just combining and layering decks upon decks and doing these intense and amazing reader, uh, readings for people. She um, lives in Michigan and works with the Boston Tea, tea Room and recently got married. Yay! Yay. Yay. So beautiful. She was supposed to speak main stage at the Reader Studio this year. However, of course, that was canceled because COVID. But she's one of those people that I admire and I aspire to be more like because she's just bubbly, shiny, and fantastic, creative, fun. She's everything you want in a best friend.
0: Mm-hmm. And and, and I want a reader, like,
2: right? Right. I wanted to some- shout out. Sorry, I wanted to shout out how she was um, just in Honeysuckle Magazine yep. for their for their Black issue. And yep. she was giving a reading. Um, she gave a reading basically, and I think she gave a reading with the dust to onyx. Yeah, um, to the deck. world. Yeah, for the world. And she's just incredible. Of course, I pulled up her website because I'm just like, I love thee. Like, she's yeah. just amazing, like, all around wonderful person, wonderful, wonderful reader. And it's just like, basically, any kind of divination system, she's just like, I want to try. I'm going to do this. Yes. You know? Charms, so. bones yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um,
0: she is fantastic and there the thing is is that as we were talking about this and getting ready for this there are not a lot of black folks in the tarot community that's just that's just something that's true right now and i feel like it's a it's a huge problem you know, and it's, it's one of those things where I can't tell somebody, you should really try tarot, right, I think recruiting or anything near that is fucking creepy, right, Um, it's like my church, I have a church that is in, like, a mostly white area, and it's mostly white liberals, and someone was like, we need to, you know, this place is looking awful white, and I was like, this is something people got to find on their own, because you can't be, you know, like, Don't be creepy. Don't stare at somebody who's black and be like, you should join our church. That's, that's not, that's stuff that's going to get you arrested for being creepy. So, but we have, I think in, in expanding our tools to be more welcoming and our conversations to be more welcoming, that's the way that we can help our community become more diverse. You know, um, So it has to start with conversations and um, yeah, conversations like this, we're, we're all going to fuck up the three of us. We're going to make mistakes. Um, We're going to say the wrong words or we're going to stumble or we're going to go like completely frozen because God, that's really hard. We hadn't thought about that before and now we can't get our brains to catch up with our mouths, right? But the most important thing that we can do as allies is listen. We can listen and promote the voices that need to be heard right now. So folks like V and Gina and Courtney and these other voices, Ashley May, who I just adore, like these other voices that are new or are few and far between in our community for a fucking reason. And our job as, as, you know, members of that community is to find out that reason and fucking fix it.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And if it's something that we can control, such as like, I'm in the middle of making a tarot deck right now. And the very first thing I did was find, Um, pictures and descriptions that represent at least a third of the deck are going to be black. A third of the deck are going to be uh, people of color, Uh, queer folks will be interspersed. The very first thing that I did on purpose, this is a deliberate act, was to make it diverse. After that, I'm going to sprinkle in some white folks in the gaps because we've had our space and time to be seen. And I'm not concerned about making sure I have equal representation of white people in my shit. We're good on equal representation, you know what I'm saying? But that's something that I can do for where I sit in the work that I do to make sure that my work is representative of the community that I live in. And it's not hard. and It's not a hardship. This is not something that I'm agonizing over. It's literally reframing this work that I'm doing in a way to make all people feel welcome to my work. That's it. That's not a fucking burden that I'm carrying. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention, um, Rachel Rogers, who is not, not a tarot reader. Um, I believe she um, is a lawyer used to do law work and now she does business coaching. Um, But there was an incredible Instagram story video that she did lately where she was calling out, unfortunately, Marie Forleo, who is a white woman, white entrepreneur, um, kind of did the wrong thing. And so um, Rachel Rogers came forward and kind of was just like, okay, here's, here's what you did wrong. You know, and here's what you Mm -hmm. can do better. And what she was talking about was something that I didn't understand until she basically had to describe it, which is called performance allyship. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as white women, we need to be really, really careful about our allyship, doing it right. I mean, we are going to stumble, of course. But it should not be about um, branding. (laughs) <laughs> and it should not be about, like, this, yeah. is, this is my business, like, you know, being, being seen in a, in, a, in a good light, like, that's yeah. not where your allyship should be coming from, it just, like, you know, like, know your intention with whatever you're doing, whether it is protesting, whether it is allyship, whether it is raising up other people's voices, like, we need to be very careful that our allyship is not performative,
0: Right, it's, so, it's so like walk, walk the talk, right? right. So it's not right. enough to, you know, black out your Instagram square, right? And then leave it at that. Yes, black out your square, show support. And then fucking do something about it, right? Mm-hmm. And I do think, and we mentioned this before, before we wrap it up, I do think that it is uncomfortable Especially in the middle of this quarantine pandemic, there are some people who emotionally cannot be here for this right now. They just cannot. And as somebody who struggles with anxiety, I'm not trying to shame or blame anyone. But what I'm trying to say, and I think it's very important, is that if you are able to use your voice right now, you should. That's what I'm saying. So folks that are staying silent right now, I'm not here to judge anybody. Everybody's got their own shit. But if you are able to use your voice, you should be using your voice. And I think that speaks to what Hillary was talking about with that performative allyship. Um, it's time. It's time. And... Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on briefly, I think we're, we're almost at time, is that you can use your voice and your, your resources however you're able to. Like, I can't, I can't march right now. First of all, I, I, don't, I, I don't do well in the heat. I can't breathe. Um, my back hurts. Like, I can't. There, it's, outside is not good for me. But what I can do is donate money uh, promote, um, black tarot folks on my tarot website. And, um, and I can have conversations that make me really goddamn uncomfortable about, um, friends and family on social media. That's what I can do. I'm also raising two kids who are pretty much militant at this point. I think I'm raising two militant communists who are ready to burn it all down. So, um, that's, that's what we can do. And, you know, Jamie and Hillary each have different gifts and different skills, and they are using those skills and gifts. And just because we can't put our boots on the ground doesn't mean that our boots aren't ready, you know. And um, so I want to encourage all of you to take really good care of yourselves, and do what you can without damaging yourself, because justice doesn't need you to drop out of grad school, quit your job. Like justice needs somebody with a PhD and doctorate to sue all of the motherfuckers that are doing wrong right now. Right. Uh, Justice needs a strong voice and we don't want you to get hoarse from screaming if we need your voice later. Do you know what I mean? So be certain that you're taking good care of yourself and that you're doing what you're able to do without trashing yourself in the process you know this um, is a marathon
1: so, not a sprint, not a sprint. Yeah. exactly it's it's, so, it's it's a conversation starter it's there's probably never going to be an answer however we need some change yeah so it's got to start with us
0: yeah exactly so from uh, all of us to all of you um black lives matter they matter they matter they matter and we're going to continue to do what we can to support those voices that desperately need to be heard right now. So take good care. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com and please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.